today's Library Girl and Book Boy podcast is celebrating the wonderful thing which is World Book Day, which, in case you've had your head buried in the sand for the past few weeks, is on the 7th of March. It's the perfect time to inspire a love of reading and celebrate all the brilliant books which we are lucky enough to have access to. So on today's special podcast, I'm going to be interviewing one of my favourite illustrators, Stephen Lenton, about the two World Book Day titles that he has been involved in and some of the other new releases he also has out this year. I'll also be giving you the lowdown on the £1 World Book Day titles that you can trade your vouchers in for. And there really is a brilliant selection this year, so make sure you have a good listen and decide which title you're going to trade your voucher in for. Right, today, everybody, we are really lucky because I have the rather wonderful Stephen Lenton to chat to about all things World Book Day and his many, many upcoming publications. Mm. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, yes. And thank you for joining me this evening. No problem. So, World Book Day. I've just realised you've got not one, but two titles yes. illustrated available yes. for World nothing, Book Day. That was nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Honest Gav. Um, yes, I'm very lucky to have two out. So um, the first one is with Frank Cottrell Boyce and um, he's done, a, it's a sort of prequel to um, Sputnik, um, the book that we did a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, Sputnik's Guide to Life on Earth, that is. And it's a really beautiful um, book and it starts off in the library um, with a lovely dog character who um, tries to explain what really happened uh, to the dogs that went up in space. So it's, it's it, because the real story is quite sad and quite yes. distressing. So Frank's written a beautiful story to sort of um, cheer everyone up about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a really heartwarming, beautiful story. So that's the one that's out with um, Macmillan. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the one, so that's, that's a fiction title. And it's got, I'm just looking at it now, how many pages has it got? It's smaller than your average book because it's a World Book Day title. Um, yes. But it's still got quite a few pages. It hasn't got any page numbers. Oh, yes, it has. It's got about 80 pages. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> Panicking, looking for the page numbers. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, the, then the other one I've, I've done um, is with Peter Bentley um, and Egmont. And it's called Cruella and Cad Pig. And it's a little follow-up to the 101 Dalmatians picture book that we had out. Uh, Which again, was beautiful, may I say. It's one that Thank I actually you. bought for myself and just don't let my children touch. Hey. Well, that's, I have to say, it's, it's probably my favourite um, project that I've ever worked on. I feel very, very lucky to have worked on it. I remember when they first called up and my agents said, oh, Egmont would like you to illustrate 101 Dalmatians. Oh, what do you mean? What kind of 101 Dalmatians? What, you know, what sort of project? And it was like, no. It's the 101 Dalmatians with the Dodger Smith estate and everything. So I was really excited. And to work yeah. with Peter, who's so much fun um, and so talented. Um, his, uh, one of my favourite picture books, The Great Dog Bottom Swap yes, um, by Peter. So it was an honour to work with him. Um, so, yeah, this is a little um, follow-up to 101 Dalmatians. And it starts, I won't tell you too much about it, um, but it starts off with a really fun little game of hide-and-seek in Primrose Hill. But they've got to watch out 
for Cruella Deville. Oh, that rhymes. Wow, uh, get you. I'll have to use that again. Um, yeah, so it's really fun. And I'm just actually, just before you call me, I'm just doing lots of nice activity sheets in time for next week and World Book Day. So lots of Dr. Dart and dress up Cruella and colouring in and all sorts of things. So it's really, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it sounds fabulous. Mm. And um, aren't you also involved in the World Book Day talk? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it yes. sounds amazing. Yes, it's really fun. Me and Tracy Cordroy did a Shifting the Gifting Slippery Sam show last year. That's quite tricky to say without your teeth in. Um, last year in Wales, and it was the Beast of the East. So everyone knows, um, anyone, anyone who was involved in World Book uh, day last year knows that that week was quite treacherous and very tricky to get yes. to all our different destinations. I know Pamela Butchart had problems and all sorts of people were getting stranded um, but we finally made it to the other end of Wales and we did a shifty show which was brilliant and then yeah I've been invited back and um, this year I'm going to Dundee um, oh, to wow. do a Dalmatian show there. Um, unfortunately Peter can't make it because he was already booked up um, with lots of other events but I'm going back to Dundee which is great because that's where I went to uni oh, lovely. Um, so I'll be going uh, yeah doing a show in one of the theatres in Dundee and also I'll be visiting my old uni at uh, Duncan of Jordanston College of Art to talk to the illustration and animation students um, as well so fun. a little lecture give them a little lecture but it hopefully make it an entertaining lecture well, I'm sure you will. And then you can revisit old haunts later on yes. in the day, perhaps. Yes, if there's time. There's a few places that I re I remember. Um, I can't mm -hmm. believe how long ago it was now. I used to think that uni was only a few few years ago. But yes, it's an eon ago. And Dundee's changed so much. So I'm looking forward to um, visiting the new V&A that's just opened. Oh, excellent. Sounds like a lot of fun. And are any of the um, World Book Day tour events going to be on, um, streamed on the internet at all or do you have to attend them live? I think you have to attend them live, but I'm sure there will be other bits and pieces online um, and they might be filmed. I'm not too sure, but definitely on the World Book Day website already there are um, some uh, masterclasses that we've done. So I did one with Frank and there's Alex T. Smith. Um, and there's lots of other people talking, Holly Smale um, and a whole host of authors and illustrators that have already got content for World Book Day that you can um, look at. Brilliant for schools because we set different projects, drawing challenges and writing challenges um, over lots of different titles and different um, authors and illustrators. Lots of yeah, themes. there are loads of um, fantastic resources on the website, aren't yes, there? Yes, yes, really good. Brilliant, thank you. So you seem to be super busy at the moment because as well as your involvement with two titles on the special one pound world book day book list you've also got a new title in the shifty mcgifty and slippery sam series yes. coming out which you write yes. with tracy cordroy mm -hmm. um the aliens are coming the aliens are coming ah. Ah. Away, so, so what are they up to this time can you tell us a little bit about that i can tell you a little bit well there's three stories and the first one is the aliens are coming it's got a fluorescent green um cover Yes. Um, I don't know if you've seen the new... I um, have. I've been looking at it jealously. And also, I think Margaret Atwood might have seen it because her new cover has also got fluorescent green on it. No. I'm made to tell you. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know. She might be a bit of a shifty fan, just putting it out there. Yeah, um, she might be. But, um, yes, um, at the beginning of... The aliens are coming. Oh, um, uh, Sam has a, a minor accident on a slide. Mm. We've all been there. And um, bumps his head. And he starts thinking that he can see aliens and Shifty and Sam just aren't sure where these aliens are coming from and if indeed they are aliens. So again, they sort of get their investigative ears on and they start sniffing around and discover 
if there are aliens or if there aren't. Mm. So that's one of the stories. That's the first one. Um, but I have to say, I, I like all three of them, of course. Trace is amazing. But my favourite one does involve a character from one of the picture books that makes a perfect return. <gasps> does it? Yes. That's my son's favourite. Yes, a little, a little clue. So that might mm. be quite exciting. So, yeah, look out for that. That's out on the 7th of March. I think it's out on World Book Day. How convenient. Oh, imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really fun. So, um, as you mentioned, there have been several Shifty and Sam titles, and originally they were picture book characters, weren't they? And they, yes. you kind of develop now into these really lovely, highly illustrated first chapter books. Yes. And I was just wondering, as you've drawn this pair over and over and over again, how do you keep it fresh? Because I think the illustrations in the books are absolutely gorgeous. I just love the kind of ice creamy colour palette. But does it get a bit samey for you, or? No, do you know what? I really like, because um, Shifty and Sam was the first book that I did. Mm-hmm. And when I do the Shifty and Sam picture books, it's sort of, it sounds really cliche, but it's, it's like, it's like coming home, Joe. It's like coming yeah. home. Because um, I'm really comfortable with the palette and the characters and I know them really well by now. I mean, they, they do develop. The more you draw characters, they do change slightly. Mm-hmm. And actually for the fiction, we had to sort of age them up ever so slightly because they were in different scenarios. Um, normally in the picture books, that the, the scenery and everything is sort of quite... Not flat, but, it, it, you know, you don't see lots of different angles in a shifting sand book. But in the fiction, there are more angles. Um, and obviously in the fiction, there's only a few colours to play with. So they have to be a bit more bold and dynamic um, yes. uh, visually. So, But with the picture books, what was great was Tracy always sets them in somewhere interesting. So the first one was set in the cafe. So that was good to establish um, that the palette and the layout of the, of the village and what it was all like. And then in the second one was really exciting because suddenly there was a bank vault and there was sort of Gotham-esque street scenes and night time. Yeah. So that was great. Then in the third one, she set, um, uh, it set it all in like a big sort of Downton Abbey style manor, mm-hmm. which again gave me lots of scope for research and, and drawing some lovely details. And then the fourth one, which is probably my favourite again, um, is set in Paris. So that gave me, each one has got a nice new environment. So it doesn't feel, hopefully it doesn't feel stale and it gives me a a fresh challenge each time, which has been really, really fun. So uh, yeah, the new fiction coming out on the 7th of March and then um, Tracy's currently working on the fifth picture book. Yes, so I'll be illustrating that one, I think either at the end of this year or beginning of next year. That's when you'll be illustrating or that's when it's going to be published? That's when I'll be illustrating. So I'm not too sure when it's being published. It might right. be around some sort of seasonal time. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Now, I do remember you mentioning this previously. No, no, I'm sure I didn't, Joe. If Kate Wilson's listening, I'm sure I didn't mention anything to you ever before. Nothing specific. <laughs> yes, there might be some sort of, yes, a, a lovely seasonal shifty in sandbox coming out in the future, which I'm very excited about and Tracy yes. is too. Me too. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'll put it on my my shopping list. Yeah, do you've got you've got um, quite a while to save up for it, so you should be okay to get that. It's okay. I raid my Sam's piggy bank. He's almost got <laughs> enough in there to buy a copy now. So <laughs> lovely. So as well as Shifty and Sam, you also have the third Nothing to See Here hotel Ooh, book out yes. very soon. Seeing is believing. Yes. Love um, a good pun. 
Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I was quite pleased about it. And I think it took a while to get that. I think that one was my idea. We, we had a few different punny ideas coming up. The first one, obviously, Stephen had the idea for Nothing to See Hotel. And then the design, we, we wanted, it was quite tricky because it's a quite a long title already, the Nothing to See Here Hotel. And then getting another title on top of that for the sequel was quite tricky. But the designer, Jack Knoll, um, he came up with um the yeti you ain't seen nothing yeti so yes. so each one now has to have a, a slightly punny punny title i think so um, i love a good pun yeah but um i really love working on these books the covers are really challenging because there's a lot of detail and a lot of characters to fit in yes um, and Stephen writes such good characters um it, it sort of allows my imagination to go quite quite wild which i haven't really done before because everything else has been sort of quite um you know dogs and cats and pigs um yeah and animals so it's been nice to come up with imaginative um yes. creatures so which of can you tell us which creature in the newest installment was your favorite to draw well, there is a new um, princess character. She's quite an uh, anarchy, um, yes, yeah, stroppy princess who's very cool. I won't, I won't give her name away just yet. But also, there's quite a scary um, sea creature, which was really fun to draw as well. He's absolutely ginormous. I can tell you, he he is the Gunderscump. Wow. And he's quite, he's quite terrifying, but not, you know, not too terrifying. Terrifying um, in a child-friendly way. Yes, ch- terrifying, child-friendly, like Cruella de Vil, absolutely terrifying in a very child-friendly way. <laughs> um, yes, don't read yourself to midnight. Um, yes, yeah, so that's the new, well, one of the new sort of um, uh, creepy characters in Seeing is Believing. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I haven't seen that. It's all been sent off. It's all at the printers at the moment. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the cover because it's all in a nice sort of turquoisey, tealy colour and it's going to have copper foil on, on, on it. So lots of bubbles and, and, and sparkles in copper. So that'll be nice. fun to see. So what challenges did you face kind of doing underwater illustrations? Was it harder than... Um, sort of. Ocean? I mean, you just add bubbles, really. <laughs> <laughs> Top tip. If, if there's magic, you just add stars. And if, if it's in the sky, add some clouds. If it's underwater, just add yeah. some bubbles. No, obviously, it was very difficult. Um, <laughs> no, it is difficult because of the lighting. There's one really cool um, scene, which actually I might send you that you can, you might be able to post and give you a little yeah. exclusive. Yes. And there is a sort of... Um, uh, some of the hotel is underwater um, in uh, under the sea in Brighton. And the way that you get to that different part in the hotel is via a really cool roller coaster ride. Awesome. And my favourite illustration from the new book um, to do was a challenge because it's quite a cool sort of angle and it's got to show movement and the whole sort of underwater world. And that shows, yeah, this sort of cool roller coaster approaching the underwater part of the hotel. And that was quite challenging because um this sort of light emitting from this uh, the front of the roller coaster which is a sort of skeleton fish um carriage um mm. and yeah adding the more fish and detail and everything yeah it's, it's it is quite a challenge i find working in just black and white is simpler in some some ways because you don't have to worry about color obviously but then you have to add more because you can't just get away with sticking patches of color in certain places you have to make all the areas and all the tones and all all the um, contrast work really well 
So yeah, quite a challenge. Yeah, it sounds quite tricky. Mm. So um, is there another Nothing to See Here hotel story in the pipeline? Stephen Butler is writing it literally as we are speaking. He's He started it um, a few days ago and he's um, uh, furiously typing that now. Amazing. Um, because it's going to be out, um, all being well, uh, which it will be, it'll be out this autumn. Ooh. So yeah, the fourth one will be out very soon. It's funny how um, I saw today um, Laura Ellen Anderson's new Amelia Fang is coming out very soon as well. And yes. so she's already got four and they, I love those. I love those covers. Yeah, um, they're gorgeous. Yes, yeah, suddenly you sort of get on, talking about roller coasters, it's like you get on this roller coaster ride of fiction and suddenly... There's, you know, there's going to be four out by the end of the year. It, it does. It is quite a quick turnaround for um, black and white fiction. I find. Yeah, they seem to have all come out really quickly, which is great because I find when I start reading a series, I need to read them really. Like yes. I used to binge read. It's like watching a box set on TV. I really have to read them yeah. pretty much all in one go. I just lose the thread of. Yes. Well, what's, what's been so good is we've been to so many schools and festivals and the children are literally reading them in a couple of hours yeah. and they'll come back and find, you know, if we're going around the Edinburgh festivals and children will come up to us and say, right, we finished that one. When's the next? It was great. We read it through lunch. When's the next one out? And you're sort of thinking, oh, heck, we, I mean, it's coming out soon, but not that soon. No. <laughs> you have to wait six months or so. Um, but it's really great because uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, more illustrated fictions coming out and children are just really absorbing it and being inspired by it and, and you know drawing the characters we've got um a big fan called rainer in america and mm -hmm. she's created costumes and characters and she's done a huge model and you know all these things so it's great to see um lots wow. of kids inspired um by by stephen's stories and, and the illustrations that go with it it's great yeah, so what do you think it is about the series that's captured their imaginations? Because whichever children I've given them to, they've always devoured them. And whenever I get them in the post, my, my eldest son, he always snatches them before I get a chance to look at them and yeah. read them himself. I think, well, obviously it's the covers. <laughs> yes, obviously. I do judge books by I mean, the covers. Them, I mean, they're not, no, they're, they're brilliant. Um, once you get past the covers... Um, <laughs> What draws you in straight away is uh, the voice that Stephen creates. And he, he did it in his Dennis the Menace books uh, and also the Ron Pong books. He does first person narrative brilliantly and just draws you into the story immediately. Mm. And then sort of when it might sort of bedtime, you might be dropping off a bit. Suddenly in the next bit of, uh, of text, he'll say, oh, you're still reading and he'll have a little chat with you. And then that, yes. and then he introduces the next chapter, and it, it sort of just keeps you reading. I think that's why children are reading them so quickly and enjoying them so much because they're really funny. You're being chatted to; you feel like you're part of the adventure. Um, and then there's the odd illustration along the way to encourage you to keep reading at the same time. So I think they're just a ni really nice little package. Um, but I think the humour. My favourite thing about them is the humour. And there's some yeah. again this um, naughty princess that's in the next book. She's got some really cracking lines. Um, and there's, there's a section uh, I won't say exactly what it says, but she's she's been in this hotel for quite a while and it's been forgotten. And she did order room service quite a few years ago, and she's kicking off about it. That's one of my favourite parts of the book. It's great. Rightly so. Good for her. <laughs> Very poor service. <laughs> so you've told us about nothing to see here hotel. You've told us there is another shifty. Yes. In the process of being written yes what else do you Stephen linton have planned for 2018 that you can share or any teasers you can give us oh well pardon a little break hopefully at some point <laughs> would be nice what? um 
I am working on, like I said, it was a dream to work with Peter Bentley on Dalmatians and then this new um, World Book Day book. But we are working on a brand new um, picture book together that Mm. Peter's written. We're working on it with Nosy Crow and I've just started designing it. Um, Sort of the last week I went in and saw the team at Nosy Crow and had a a chat about what we want the book to sort of to be. And I'm going to um, have a play around with more styles and things and and, and get something looking really lovely for that. Um, That will be out, it won't be out till next year, Mm -hmm. Um, but a lovely picture book. Um, And then, oh, um, I've got a picture book coming out this year and the third book with um, Ellie Woolard. Um, right. called Dilly the Donkey, Little and Wonky, um, <laughs> so who's, uh, which is about uh, a really old donkey um, who um, gets put in a shed by her owner because a fantastic new horse is on the scene and can do everything twice as fast and three times better than Dilly ever, ever could. Um, oh. But Dilly, of course, is not... Um, t- too tired and old to save the day at the end of the book and becomes a very important new part of someone else's life at the end so it's a really nice book because it's all about inclusion and it's all about showing that just because you're getting on a bit doesn't mean that uh, you're not important and that you don't have a place in society love it we'll look look out for that one yeah so um that's what that's what's going on at the moment um and then I'm writing, I've got some more ideas for my own picture books again and having a, a go at my own illustrated fiction title as well, which I'm just still playing around with. So, mm. um, and, oh, and of course, um, the new David Baddiel will be out as well over the summer. And yes. at some point very soon, I'm illustrating the new Frank Cottrell Boyce Runaway Robot, which is out in May. Wow, yes. So I think I may bit, have a giveaway for that coming out near the time. Excellent, excellent. So yes, two two other great fiction titles coming out. So yes, um, 2019 is going to be a another busy one. Yeah, I think you may have earned a short holiday. <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple of days. I'll at least go and see my parents for a few days. Yeah, um, get your washing done. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, yes, and have some proper food. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good idea. Well, that's great. Thank you. You have answered all my questions and given me lots of exciting books to try and get hold of over the next year. So thank you for adding to my chibi red pile. No problem. (laughs) And um, thank you for giving up your time to chat to me this evening. Thank you for having me. And yes, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm going to say goodbye. Excellent. Thank you very much, Joe. You take care. And you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. If you're lucky enough to have got your hand on a precious World Book Day token, I'm sure that you would like to know what the special £1 World Book Day titles are this year. Um, As you know, you can use your voucher either to get one of the special World Book Day titles for free, or you can use it to get a pound off any book of your choice. So I'm just going to share with you the brilliant titles that you can pick from for free this year. Um, Obviously, for little ones and fans of 101 Dalmatians, you've got Cruella and Cadpig by Peter Bentley and Stephen Lenton and published by Egmont, which we've heard all about in Stephen's interview. You've also got 
10 Little Bookworms, which is part of the very popular counting series that also includes 10 Little Aliens, 10 Little Monsters, 10 Little Princesses. And that is by Mike Brownlow and Simon Rickerty and from Hachette. And in 10 Little Bookworms, you can wiggle through the books in the library and meet some very interesting storybook characters along the way. If you're looking for something a little more wordy, I'm delighted that Alex T. Smith has written and illustrated a very special Claude the Dog book for World Book Day. I love the Claude series. They are full of Alex's amazing illustrations and you can't help but love Claude and Sir Bobbly Sock. Um, the World Book Day title is called Claude, Best in Show and is published by Hodder Children's Books. Now there's a dog show going on and Claude is determined to win some medals. If only he knew a dog who could take part. That one is sure to be fun. There's also a Hubert Horatio story from the current children's laureate Lauren Child called Hubert Horatio A Very Fishy Tale and that is published by HarperCollins and it tells the rather strange tale of how an ordinary day out became the death-defying rescue of Hubert Horatio, carried out by himself. Also brilliant and great for younger readers. If you are a Lego fan, you might like the special minifigure mayhem book that has been produced for World Book Day by Dorling Kindersley, DK. And in it, you will meet Unicorn Girl, Hot Dog Man, and you can try Lego challenges and learn some new jokes along the way. Um, there is also a very special title by Sybil Pounder, which combines characters from two of her best-selling book series, and it is called Bad Mermaids Meet the Witches, written, as I said, by Sybil Pounder, illustrated by Jason Cockcroft and Laura Ellen Anderson, and published by Bloomsbury. Every hundred years, the witches and mermaids are reunited in a famous ceremony to celebrate their ongoing friendship. But this time, before the celebrations have even started, things begin to go mega wrong. As we heard earlier, you could spend your £1 voucher on The Great Rocket Robbery, which has been specially written by Frank Cottrell Boyce and illustrated by Stephen Lenton, published by Macmillan Children's Books. And it's been written to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11's moon mission. And in this book, book we meet some space traveling dogs, Laika and her fellow canine pals. And they're being trained for a space adventure to the moon, but they just can't wait to get up there. So they hatch a plan to travel there themselves. There's also a title for fans of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. And this one is called Diary of Jeff Greg Hefley's Best Friend and is written by Jeff Kinney, published by Penguin Books. And in this story, Rowley Jefferson, Greg's best friend, tells us the story of Greg Hefley's life, just in case he happens to become famous and people want to make a film about him from early life to present, full of the doodles and jokes that you would expect. There are also two chapter books for slightly older primary school readers. One is from the very popular Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan 
um, published by Penguin Books, and it's called Percy Jackson and the Singer of Apollo. It's a hilarious short story which sees Percy hanging trouserless from a billboard in the middle of famous Times Square, following a rather unfortunate encounter with Apollo, god of music and poetry. There's also a title by one of my favourite authors, Abby Elphinstone. It's called Everdark and it's published by Simon and Schuster. Now, it's midnight in Crackledown and people are waiting for the phoenix to rise from the forest of Everdark to um, renew the magic of the unmapped kingdoms. But there's no sign of this magical creature. Instead, a harpy emerges. A harpy who's intent on stealing the magic for itself. Now it's up to 11-year-old Smudge and a monkey to stop this harpy before it's too late. I can't wait to read this one. I love Abby's writing and I know that her World Book Day title is going to be just brilliant. So those are your choices for primary school aged readers. There are also two titles which have been specially written for teen readers. One is called Snap by the awesome Patrice Lawrence and is published by Hachette Children's. And it's about um, a family who have lost their mum and now another family member. And it tells the story of when Soraya's younger brother runs off into the night and it becomes a race against time to find him. But unfortunately, he just doesn't want to be found. This is really gripping and gritty stuff. So it's definitely one for your teen readers, not one for your Key Stage 2 pupils. There's also a spin-off from Mallory Blackman's very popular Noughts and Crosses series, which is published by Penguin Books, and it's called Nought Forever. And this follows Dan, who's on the run, hiding from a Nought gang who want him dead. Now he crosses par um, paths with a lady called Eva, who is mourning her daughter and just wants to be left alone. But unfortunately, when their paths cross, she's called on to help. What will happen? Again, another brilliant title, but definitely one for your teen readers, not one for primary school age children. So those are this year's brilliant World Book Day titles, and I think you'll agree that this year there is definitely something there to suit all tastes, all reading abilities, and of course, all ages. So make sure you keep hold of your World Book Day tokens, where you can trade it in for one of these fabulous titles for free, or if there's something else you've had your eye on, you can use your World Book Day token to get a pound off that title as well. If you know any children with visual impairments who would like one of these books, World Book Day have teamed up with the Royal National Institute for the Blind and all their titles this year are available in Braille and as audiobooks on CDs. So if you would like one of the specially recorded titles, you need to visit the World Book Day website and call their helpline where somebody will tell you precisely what you need to do to get hold of one of these copies. So that is it for today's podcast episode. Please make sure that you remember to download and subscribe so you don't miss out. And any lovely ratings are also greatly appreciated. If you want to read all of my book reviews, you can find those on my blog at www.librarygirlandbookboy.wordpress.com 
or you can check out my Facebook page called Library Girl and Book Boy or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Book Superhero 2. There is no excuse not to keep yourself up to date with the latest titles and releases. On the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Gabrielle Janogli about her brilliant interactive non-fiction title called Sign Here, which features a form for literally every occasion. Planning birthday parties, making apologies, planning your future dreams, um, forms to fill in for Father Christmas. It's a really great title, so I can't wait to chat to her about that. It's published by Prestel and is illustrated by Adele Mildred. I'll also be featuring some more pupil reviews of current children's releases. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. See you next time. Bye bye.